Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Who Invited Her? We are San Diego's LGBTQ pop culture podcast. I am your host, Tony, and I'm here with my other host. I'm Bash. And I'm Megan. I know she's finally back Yay. this week. And Ms. Mariam T isn't here this week. She's gigging. She has two gigs today. That's why she's not here. But Mexican Eric's on the mic Yay. this week. Yay, you get to listen to me. Yay. <laughs> and Rob's on sound. Hey everybody, I'm here too. <laughs> <laughs> So, you guys, today is a big show. We have a very, very, very special guest calling in in a bit that I'm really excited to talk to. And it may not be somebody people would expect on our show, but we have Sirius XM radio host Jason Alice calling in. I'm stoked. I know. The Jason Alice show, um, one of the biggest shows on Sirius. And he has a couple podcasts. And he's an author of three books. His new book's coming out soon. He's an actor. He is an MMA fighter. Pro skater, like the guy has done everything. That's so, that sounds like our resume. I know, right? right? <laughs> um, I think it's going to be an interesting conversation. He's kind of like no holds barred, no filter, pretty honest guy. Yeah, it should go interestingly. <laughs> yeah, but but that's what we like. We that's like we honesty. Like. Oh yes, and we you know how we are. We talk about anything under the sun. I yeah. know. So that's how he we, gets perfect. That's how we are. I mean, yeah, right? no, are. Yeah, be honest. Yeah. You know, like if you are thinking something and then someone else says it and it's dirty or it's about sex or it's about. I mean, we all have been there. We yeah. all want to talk about it, yeah. but a lot of times people don't want to talk about it no. because they're afraid. But yeah, he's going to be super interesting to talk to and i had a chance to read his book um his new book that's coming out still awesome the trials and tribulations of an egomaniac which i think is an amazing title but his first book he that stole he my did book, he stole my book title i know i was like that's no that's bash's title <laughs> <laughs> but his first book i'm awesome a one man's um triumph triumphant quest to become the sweetest dude ever that's mm-hmm. not my book title. I know how this is. No. <laughs> but his first book was really interesting. It went through like his history growing up in Australia and then coming here and getting into pro skating and his he, how he dealt with drugs and meeting his first wife, all of that. And then the second book starts after that when he's married and has kids. And then the, the second book really explores his sexuality because he just came out not too long ago, but very open about um, being bisexual and just kind of getting into that world and navigating it. So I think it'll be an interesting conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know what it would be like starting off like later in life. But did, I mean, maybe he was always bi. He just never. Yeah. He oh, talks yeah, about it in the true. book. Like he, he says like how he always knew something was up ever since he was a kid. But I guess being in the industry that he is and growing up the way that he is from what I gathered from the book, but we can ask him that it, it just was frowned upon just like when we were coming out, you know, but, like, but also he, maybe he was like, okay, I still like females. So mm-hmm. maybe I don't know what bi feels like yet. So yeah, that's... cause he definitely does. So that's stuff we get to ask him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I want this rain to stop though. I'm pretty fucking over it. It's I sound like Lindsay like Lohan once again in 2019. <laughs> Anytime the weather gets like this, you get that hoarse voice. I get voice. sick. Oh. Is that what it is? Is that? I, I think I I'm, you were allergic, hungover. I'm allergic to rain. I actually 
had nine drinks at my company Christmas party nine. last night. How did that go, whoa, by whoa, the whoa. way? Nine? I had nine. Why did why why are we counting? It was fucking gaslamp, Megan. Calm down. Oh, it was yeah. like four in Hillcrest. <laughs> Calm Correct. down. Calm, Calm down. down. No, I need I'm to like... put that on our soundboard. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Calm down. No, I'm like, I don't count because I'm shaming myself if I do count. I, I don't honestly I don't count either. That's a guesstimate. That's my a long point. Time it's, yeah. it's like, well, how many jinks did you have? Uh, who the fuck is counting? You writing a book? Like, how many shut did up. you have last night? Yeah. Uh, well, I at least probably had at least a bottle and a half to two bottles of wine. That's a that's pretty. That's normal nice. For you. That sounds was, like a good I was night. What and chilling by myself. Oh, it was great. What did you, What about shows. you, Maxie? I didn't have any drinks last night. I know, night. you were high. Oh, we checked out the new bar here in we, San Diego. We did. Oh, Tin right. room last Wait, night. you didn't have any drinks last night. I saw you on social media. Yeah, I went out. But you I didn't did not have, have any drinks. Nope. nope. Why? High as a kite. Okay. <laughs> I think, you know what? Your, Eric, like your, how we're getting like a buzz these days. His is either high as a kite or he's getting off. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no, sure. there's no in between. Now. Yeah, it's like eh, drinking, eh, whatever. I don't care about a buzz like that. I'm gonna either go for sex or I'm gonna go for. <laughs> this <laughs> like, is true. No, I've just I've been observant lately yeah. about that. No, er, I'm, I'm like, not- who I texted him the other day because I was like, um, how was last night? Because I know I I didn't talk to him all week, like because I've been really busy, and I was like, who did? Where did you go? Who did you? And he's like, I came home at one o'clock. So oh I was on a God. date. <laughs> I'm like, I knew it. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. The date yeah. was that last night. Uh, Thursday. How was that? It was good. Yeah. Yeah, he was... I like it. Who were you out with last night? A different one. No, the... Wait. Oh. Oh, well, that... Yeah, yeah. Can we talk about the date real quick? We we went to Whetstone. I have not been there. Oh. I used to go there. Sexual. No, it's just a wine bar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was nice. And then then we went and had a drink at number one. He's cute. And, yeah, he's... Yeah. So we'll see. Nice. There'll be more. We'll see. There'll be How more. much money does he make? I, <laughs> I, of course, Bash has that. Bash, I don't know, but he's 6'4". So you're going to get fucking wrecked? Can Is that you? what you're telling me? <laughs> nope. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> I highly doubt that. Oh, what if he has I a really small dick? Nope. Oh, oh. <laughs> even better. Yay. And on that note, you guys are going to take a quick break. And when we come back... We will have Jason Alice on the phone. I'm super excited Me for this. Too. It's Me gonna too. be really, really cool. So we will be be right back, you guys. Hey guys, by now you've all heard us talk about the Hillcrest Social app, where you can not only listen to your weekly dose of Who Invited Her, but you can also find out what's going on in the San Diego Hillcrest neighborhood. Well, we just want to let you know that the Hillcrest Social app is now called Hashtag Now Trending, and it has even more LGBTQ plus content like Palm Springs Pride, Bear World Magazine, Gadio, and Rage Magazine, plus all kinds of out-at events across California and beyond, with even more coming soon. The hashtag now trending app has over 15,000 users scrolling through events, businesses, and resources. With who invited her in the hashtag now trending app, you'll always have pride in your pocket. Hey everybody, we're back from break and I'm super excited for our guest that we have on the phone today. He is a pro skater, an MMA fighter, a New York Times best-selling author, and you can hear him on channels 791 and 103 on Sirius XM on the Jason Alice show. It is Jason Alice. How are you, Jason? It's kind of not true, but <laughs> <laughs> 
You have a Thank book you. coming out too. He he. You have two books, and then you have another one coming out soon too, right? Yeah, I actually have three books. The first three, one was right. a was an autobiography, and it was a New York Times bestseller. And then the book company asked me, myself and Tully, because Tully wrote the book. I just talk. Yeah, Mike I'm Tully, a, right? I'm illiterate, <laughs> so uh, we made like a joke book, which was really bad. Uh, how to be awesome, I think it was called, yeah, and then this one awesome. is the the final piece, hopefully, of the story that you know. I just yeah. feel like not many people talk about it, so yeah. I wrote it in a book. Yeah, I I just finished the new book that you it, the um I'm still uh, the still awesome, and it was great. Yeah. There is it's um because the first book is more of when you started skating and all of that, and then the second book starts with um you doing your first fight and then it goes it goes through your divorce and then meeting your wife katie and then go it's it's more about your sexuality which i found really fascinating and there's some really great stories in the book too which i really love yeah i just felt like that was that's a story yeah i wouldn't do it unless i felt like i'm like man is anybody else living this (laughs) oh so many people are living it you have no idea I just feel like nobody admits it, though, you know? Yeah, no, it's true, especially for guys who are, like, bi or um, straight curious or pansexual. Nobody really talks about it. It's weird. For guys don't, but bi women do more so than guys would. It's weird. I just think it's funny. There's a a, uh, dating app that my wife and I use that it's never actually been successful, but it's, like, a a threesome or uh, couples Oh, dating wow. app. Oh, really? And and ninety nine percent of the couples, the girl is bi and the guy is straight. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I'm like, that's because they can't say that they're bi. Yeah. Because they think that might be a turn off to some of the girls on there. It's so stupid. Oh, it is so stupid. <laughs> I mean, I think Mexican Eric might have a good interest in that. I know. He's probably been on that app. He, he's, <laughs> he's in what we're calling a compound throuple. Yeah. He has he, like, he's like the tip of the hourglass. There's like two other parties on either side. So Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's he's like, like involved with four he's, people at he's one a, time. He's a throuple nexus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They're my favorite. Those are fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. they are. <laughs> so I first, it, I was telling these guys like the first time I became familiar with you is very randomly, and it took me a while to put the names together because I was obsessed with Tony Hawk's uh, Wasteland when it first came out, and yeah. there is a secret. Um, you do a code, oh. and you can play as Jason yeah. Alice, and I was yep. religious about the video game when it came out. And then when we started, um, and then when I saw you, I heard you on um, Aubrey Marcus's podcast. And I was like, because I love his show. He has a great show. If anybody, um, he has a very inspiring show. So go check him out. It's a great show. But that's where I heard you. And I was like, Jason Ellis, I know I know the name. And then it clicked. And I was like, I used to play the video game as Jason (laughs) Ellis back in the day. Man, that is a odd way to recognize I know. (laughs) (laughs) But you have your, um, your, your radio show and then you do high and dry the podcast and they're two very different the high and dry is much more i don't know you it feels like you talk more about your sexuality and like no holds barred compared to the to the radio show which i i like i like the pod i listen to the podcast with you and um matt and everything it's really good yeah the the radio show is more of uh i started that show by myself yeah and I didn't know where I was. I didn't, you know, sexually I was 
wasn't really sure where I stood. I wasn't thinking about it, but as things have changed, I've noticed that me coming out, everyone thinks that that's really cool or they might be proud of me, but a lot of people are a little bit turned off by it. <clears throat> so I don't, I think the radio show kind of took a little bit of a, a hit from talking about it. Some oh, really? Get a little cringy when I talk about it. Which Why? Is <laughs> because it's because I grew, I made a show about <clears throat> punching people in the face. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Get fighting animals or, or what, you know what I mean? Like the dumbest stuff that you can think of. Yeah. The most macho, let's get all the girls and get them all to jump up and down in slow motion. <laughs> and, you know, let's set everything on fire and jump dirt bikes and get as many tattoos as possible and blow somebody. It just <laughs> <laughs> doesn't add up. It doesn't, right. people don't like it. And I'm trying to push it not enough to just make people go come on man like i remember when you used to do this why are you just talking about dicks all the time you know what's wrong with do we have no problem talking yeah. about dicks all the time <laughs> yeah, me form. neither but i just try to mix it up on the yeah. I, the high and dry is more about because i'm really it's new to me i'm still i've only got a couple of gay friends now for you know i mean that are that I never had gay friends. I hooked up every now and then, but I yeah. never ha hung out with anybody who it was just like my little circle. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like when I talk about when I talk to my straight friends and the bullshit that they have to go through, like the societal norms that they're expected to face monogamy and like being able to like not have any kind of mixed feelings about any other gender or what have you. What, what have you found has been like the most confrontational issue from that blowback? Oh, man. I mean, it's confrontational is a little, no one's going to do it to my face, but I'm, there's a, I've been a little bit of the mixed martial arts community when they, uh, I mean, I, I, tell you, I did a show with the female UFC champion and she is, she's gay and she's married to a lady mm -hmm. and another fighter who was there, male fighter who is about to fight Conor McGregor, very famous fighter. Yeah. And I said, you know, how is it being gay in the mixed martial arts community? I know, like, being a, uh, an open, openly bisexual man. And, and the other guy said, hey, can I cuss on this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. <laughs> he, said, he said, what the fuck? <laughs> and oh, I my know God. Him. I've known <laughs> this dude for, like, yeah. five or six years, and I just saw his face. He's just more he, I, mean, I, I lost him. I lost him completely. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> And then, and then he kind of like rolled with the punches and took a photo and left. And then he was on the Joe Rogan podcast and he was talking about it. And Joe was like, well, what did you really think? And he's like, what do I really think? I mean, I didn't say it, but I was like, what the fuck, you faggot? Oh, oh man. man. And I'm like, dude, I look, I look up to him, you know? And yeah, I'm like, oh, oh man, it's not that bad. And, and. And what you don't realize is when you say that, it is that bad. You know, I'm like, oh, oh, shit. Like, that's that's where I stand. Yeah. So, but little I think, ones like that, they, they last a long time. Yeah, but I think even all of us here as being gay men, we've all gone through that coming out where it's like, oh, you, you have friends or certain people who are like, oh, I can't talk to you anymore because you're gay. Or you're a right, yeah. You guys are younger, so I and it's a lot for me. It's this softball version. You know, what I mean, yeah. I'm older. I'm married. I'm successful. You can't really chop me too much. And yeah. I'm, it's like, well, he's only half of one. 
and all your insults are I'm a 48-year-old man. I, your insults, they do hurt, but they don't hurt like they would have if I was doing this when I was 14, you know? Yeah, for sure. I'd be, I, can't, I, wouldn't, I can't even imagine what that'd be like. So it's, I don't like bitching about it because it's really not that bad, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it, could be, actually, it could be a lot worse. Awesome. <laughs> it, could be, it could be a lot worse, yeah, that's for sure. It's actually but, pretty freaking awesome. But one of the things in your, in your, in your new book there is, that I really liked that I was surprised that I liked because I'm not a huge MM um, MMA fighter um, watcher, but in the book you talk about the fight you did with Gabe Rivas, and in the book that yeah. was my favorite part of the book, which is really weird because I was like so captivated for the pages and like, is he gonna win? Is he gonna win? What's gonna happen? And then you <laughs> tied it into like when you your brother and all of that stuff, and that was one of my favorite parts of the book, which surprised me because I was thought like all the sexual stuff was gonna be the stuff I was gonna really like love about the book but it was that one moment in the book that i was like this is really cool and it just showed yeah, that a totally a, different side that was of a you. lucky thing kind of because i i planned on actually having a lot more fights but that fight was so hard and it went so wrong yeah because you had I done just, the the bike race or the the, the, the car race yeah right before and then you went right into the fight like right an hour later so or something. Oh, fuck <laughs> <laughs> my nerves would be shot i know i was like how does somebody do that because it, it just sounded good you know like yeah. i was like no one's ever done that and i'm just a sucker for doing things i think no one's ever done or <clears throat> it's good for the radio yeah i kept thinking if you do this race and then you do the fight <clears throat> who's doing that yeah, uh, and, then off I, and then off i go and then, I, and then on the day i go oh shit you're like what did i do <laughs> yeah. yeah and on your i like the high and dry podcast that you do uh, with mike because and your wife katie's on it too it's just a yep. really good mix of point of views and it doesn't hurt that mike is super hot for anybody like, uh, right? yeah he's like super we were like me and my me and robbie were watching it because we watched it on youtube instead of listening we watch it on youtube the episodes and every yeah. time we're like mike is so hot, he's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> we're like when is he gonna take his shirt off <laughs> but it's I'll a great show. Make it again. there you go <laughs> thank you you did tell a story that one of my favorite episodes was in newer one when you did your birthday and you went to palm springs and you told oh, <laughs> i was actually listening to that episode when i was at work and i started busting out that work and they're like what are you laughing Fred. at and i was like oh my god it's too hilarious but yeah the story when yeah. you shit all over the guys patio thing like i said that was uh some of the toughest things i've ever had to face but because i'm older I'm like, what are you going to do, you know? But if that had happened to me when I was 25, I don't know if, how many drugs I would have taken to get over that. That was so embarrassing. It was like, <laughs> it was a great story, though. It yeah, well, that's that, that's when things like that happen, and I have a radio show and a podcast. I say to myself, that's the radio gods right there. Like that's they're giving you stuff. You should be yeah. grateful. Hi, hi, this is Rob. I guess now that we're teasing the audience with the story, did you want to give us a short synopsis? <laughs> <laughs> the Cliff Notes version of it? I mean, okay, short version. I got invited to a, a, a pool party in Palm Springs, and my wife was like, go ahead, it's your birthday weekend. So I was like, wow, that's cool. So I went, and there was maybe eight people there something like that and they're a little older but then i got taken into a room with somebody who i thought was pretty attractive and 
some things happen that don't usually happen to me. I'm usually not the the bottom of anything. <laughs> and and uh, it all worked out. It was great. I was like, yeah. wow, that's something I've never done that far before. And then I uh, went back out to the pool and poured a drink. Looking at my phone, I think I was smoking on my vape pen, and I just sneezed while I was sitting on the outside of the, this couch that was by the pool. And I just, I don't know, I don't know. I didn't even know that that was possible. It, it's happened to all of us at least once. I mean, mine wasn't a sexual experience. I was just in a really slow Uber and shit my pants in the living room. Who hasn't <laughs> shit their pants? It's fine. Well, the worst part was I had to tell them, and I didn't know. <laughs> I know. My wife said, why didn't you just flip the cushion over? And I'm like, that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like, I walked over the, and there was at least, like, because the owner was in a jacuzzi and there was probably yeah. like seven guys in the jacuzzi around him and I had to say, hey, just sneeze, shit on your couch a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the biggest loser I've ever met or something. And you got anything to clean it? And then proceeded to clean it and then like hose it off by the pool while they were at the other end of the pool. Like just oh, the most humiliating. Yeah, and I, was, I hung out for a bit, and then I was like, okay, I'll see you guys later. Yeah. See, in my head, I would have been like, this would have been great for the podcast. This would have been great for the podcast. <laughs> so my, uh, my next question for you is, how was it when you first came out as bi dealing with – did you get a lot of backlash? Not really. Good. I feel like it's not that – I'm not that big of a deal, so no one's really paying that much attention, but – if you did, you were like, oh, yeah, or that's nasty. and But no one's going to tell me, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Just maybe you'll stop listening or you'll unfollow me on Instagram or, uh, uh, you know, I, <clears throat> it's more I catch a story off a story <clears throat> of a friend who goes, oh, wow, that's true. That's fucked up. <laughs> <clears throat> and then, I, you know, I mean, and I hear, I hear that and go, oh. <clears throat> that guy's thinks that I'm yeah. fucked up. Yeah. And he's been my friend for 20 years. Oh, uh, yeah, we've all had friends like that. I know I have. That yeah, you just you lose friendships. It happens. <laughs> I just think for the especially the podcast, I get a lot of messages about guys that are in my situation and younger and far more confused. Yeah. And contemplating suicide. Like not one. I've had hundreds of those messages from that podcast. So I don't really feel like the podcast is doing like huge numbers, but the thing that it does do is more important to, to me than anything I've ever done, except, you know, have my kids. There's nothing. Yeah. I mean, somebody thought they might kill themselves and then they're thinking about not doing that because they heard my podcast. It's, it's yeah. unmatchable yeah. to me. That's kind of, that's, does that feel like a big responsibility in any way? Because you are kind of talking a voice of a, I think, a community that doesn't really get a lot of attention, the bi community, especially bi men. No. Well, I feel like they don't get a lot of attention because they probably don't want it. <laughs> yeah. Also true. Yeah, that's true. There's that, there's that one where if you could be like, these guys are great, let's do a parade. They'd be like, yeah, I might be a little busy on that day. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I also find like even in the gay community, gay guys are kind of weird yeah, about they, they bi like, guys. There is a weird stigma. Like they will oh, go in that. on a guy that says he's bi because they're like, nah, you're just, you're just biding your time before you come out as actually gay. Yeah. And it's like, it nah, dude, that's, that way. that's the scariest one I've ever heard. 
Yeah. Yeah. That, it's, that one that one's the one the most off putting one is when someone's like, Yeah, you you'll figure it out. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll figure it out. But you already figured like, yeah, it out. <laughs> yeah, you'll get to realize who you really are. Yeah. And then you'll just you know, you'll come out and everyone will accept you. And I'm like, I I've I've said it, I've argued with someone. I'm like, Did you ever like women? And they're like, No. And I'm like, So you've never slept with a girl? No. And I'm like, Well, I'm almost fifty and I want to sleep with girls all the time. All day. <laughs> they walk past me and they're cute. My my eyes go over there and I don't tell them to. So do you have that problem? No, you don't. Because there's such a thing as me. I really, yeah. really like girls. I really, really like guys. I feel like it might be more of a, now that I've read a little bit more about it, I might be this pansexual thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who? There was a celebrity that came out as pansexual. Uh, Miley Cyrus. Oh, yeah. Remember oh, we talked about it? Yeah. So much. It's so much cuter. It sounds so much like, yeah, everybody should hear about her awesome life, you know? Yeah. Hooking up with guys and girls, it's cute. But me, it's a little bit different. (laughs) How how do you think the reception, now that you've been, like, exploring the the gay community and all that, how has that been, like, hanging out with the gay guys and being part of all that for you? I I love it. I I mean, I, I got... I'm older and I got kids and I got a lot of work, but if I have time, everybody's always having fun. It's, it's different ages. Yeah, I think I've never really hung out with older guys before. Now I do. Yeah, because everyone's sort of—I don't know—it's not as judgmental. Maybe just yeah, seems. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, I forget what I look like, and I hang out with guys that they don't look like me. Yeah, they I always mean, think that I'm the straight guy, which is weird too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do. I like if I saw you walking in by, you're like, oh yeah, straight boy, right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they, I, when someone says I love straight guys, and I'm like, well, how am I in this gay spa and a straight guy? <laughs> yeah. like, how do I do that? <laughs> I'm just here doing market research for my next <laughs> <Yeah>. book. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Do you have any uh, favorite haunts up in LA? I like going to the um, Korean spa in Olympic. What's it called? I love the Korean spa. Wait, on Olympic? Yeah, have you been to that one? <laughs> is it um, Century? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Century, Century yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, Century they... is crazy now because there was a movie a, a movie um, called, I think it was called Bathhouse that was filmed there. And it made yeah. it super oh, popular. Yeah, it was an indie movie. Oh, it's on Netflix, right? Yeah, you can watch it. It was filmed at Century Spa. And then after that movie came out, everybody started going to Century. Like all the, no. all the guys from WeHo and everything started going. And now it's become such a popular place. And it's, only, it's like a bathhouse pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, I mean, it has good days and bad days. Yeah. But that's kind of like the thing that I like about it. I like... I don't like it if it's the same thing all the time. Yeah. And when I go there, it's so hilarious how everyone really likes the straight guy. And as I said, <laughs> how the fuck does that make any sense? I'm, I'll joke you off too. <laughs> <laughs> well, for a lot of gay men, the for gay men, a lot of them, the bagging a straight guy is like a fetish to them. Yeah, they look right. at it. So I just, I mean, if if they're cute, I just let that. Go. That's fine. Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> how did how did it all happen? How did your wife be? Was she okay with the Katie and all that? I know in the book you talk about it and stuff, and she seems like super chill about everything. Well, when we started dating, it we talked about that at the within the first couple of days, I think. 
So yeah, I think I had a mag. I think I had a calendar, trans calendar that I got from a girl that was on the show, mm-hmm. and she <laughs> said, "Are you into stuff like that?" And I already had two wives before her where I hid the whole thing, and then I tried to tell them, and in the end, when we broke up, they told a few people. Oh, did you know Jason's a fag? Like, actually flipped it and reversed it in the most painful way ever. So I made a mental note to not tell anybody ever again. And then after, when I got divorced from when I had my kids, I really thought that there was no way I'd ever date anybody ever again because I was pretty sure I was undateable. That was, I, I figured it out that it was my fault. You just can't go out with me. I'm a nightmare. And then I met Katie and we were just, I was just really so honest because i figured Why the you fuck know not? like you should you should know the worst things about me before this goes anywhere because <laughs> yeah. in the end you're going to be sorry yeah and she said she was like wait what you are and i'm like yeah yeah you know whatever and she's like i think that's really hot i'm like you do not <laughs> <laughs> and she's like i do and then it sort of escalated into like you know who else would you hook up with and i was like oh my gosh too. And she's like you do she's like you hook up like a big muscly guy, and I'm like, I would, yeah. It's like, so fucking hot. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> I want to get oh, drinks with some, your wife sometimes. Some I know, seriously. Were, some, some of her friends were talking about it to her in front of me about how hot it would be if I did stuff like that. That helped, yeah, because that's the first time I'd ever heard anybody say that the things that I was into were not only uh, not disgusting, but awesome i was like wait i it is okay and then and then i think from talking in front of her friends and her and then they showed me the grinder app they were like, Dude, what oh, like oh. your whole world is probably blown after grinder <laughs> yeah well i mean that's in the book there's, there's yeah to turn yeah. that app on it was just like i li- i lived in west hollywood down near sunset so when i turned the app on it was just like oh you were fresh meat <laughs> yeah <laughs> you were fresh yeah, meat sum it up like a fucking christmas tree I know. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh yeah we did that we did a segment on here we, we brought in uh one of our straight buddies and we put a grinder profile while we were recording and the minute we turned it on it just blew up he got for him. he got 80 messages in an we, hour and a half yeah it and, was uh, insane and the studio is like in hillcrest so like this is the neighborhood of San Diego, so it, it just would not yeah, it was shut hilarious. up. <laughs> so that was fun. So I have a question for you. When it comes to type, do you have a specific type, whether it's a man, woman, trans, or whoever? Or is it just anybody, everything? I have all different kinds of types. I, I, I mean, sometimes everybody, anything, depend, depending on the, on the mood, but more I'm into tattooed girls. I like I like black girls with big asses. I like <laughs> black dudes with big, you know what? Big dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? Uh, Seriously. Right, so it's pretty hot. But I like sometimes I like twinks a little bit. Sometimes I like big muscly guys. Oh, you are very pan. Yeah. yeah. It's the whole That's range. Awesome. Good. Yeah, I really don't I'm trying to I mean I don't like bigger, like not so in shape person. Mm-hmm. Then I might, if you want to blow me, that might be all right. <laughs> <laughs> so lame, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my God, that's funny. There's this event that you do, that the Alice Mania, that kind of got like huge. You were doing it in Las Vegas and all of that. Yes. And we were watching it on YouTube, and it's insane. <laughs> These people are like crazy obsessed with it. 
and how has that been? How did you even get that started? I, I got I started because of the when I had my first pro fight, I yeah. really wasn't sort of trained to be a pro fighter. It was more I retired from skateboarding, got into the gym, and I got way too into it and was like, I'm gonna have a pro fight because I had a pro skateboard name, yeah. a pro skateboarder organized an event where I had a pro fight and it was really tough. It was one of the most challenging things I've ever done. And I talked about it on the radio and I was like, it did something to me where it not only did it make me feel like I could defend myself, but I a lot of commitment, you know, I mean cutting weight and all this training and dedication, it sort of made me a better person. So I felt like I started having this theory on the radio saying that I think pretty much every man should have a fight. Yeah. To know about yourself. <laughs> and I, I think I kind of fooled a lot of people, including myself, that we should go to the gym and I should organize you guys to fight each other and you know, in bigger gloves with headgear and hopefully nobody gets too hurt. And then yeah. because the show's so wacky, I was like, instead of just having normal fights, what about if we had fights that were had a comedic touch to them? Yeah. And it just I mean, we're on the sh we're on the air four hours a day. Yeah. We talk so much shit about absolutely <laughs> anything. So it's like, what about if we blindfolded everybody and electrocuted them while they fought? It's like, that's a great idea. Let's oh do that. I like, and then next a... thing you know, we're in Vegas in front of you know, 4,000 people yeah. and, never, and that fight is happening. I like how there's a blogger, Tracy Lee, who described uh, Alice Mania as a series of exhibition fights as dysfunctional as my family Christmas dinner, and then multiply that by 100. <laughs> <laughs> when, we and, when me and Robbie were watching, I'm like, yep, that's pretty much what it is. But it looks yeah. amazingly fun, and the fan base is like insane for it. These people go crazy for it. Yeah, it's the radio show. That's what I'm, the listeners, the, the hardcore fans yeah. you know there's not as many it's not like uh it's not howard stern or joe rogan or yeah. anything but i mean the people that do listen a lot they all hang out with each other they're all i mean they got kids that are wolf knives and named after me and half of them <laughs> have tattoos it's a whole community that are it's not really about me it's more about the sh i mean i might have started this thing yeah. but it's more of a everybody is into accepting everybody for who they are so that's the that that's the one thing with the with this book and stuff. That community, never, <clears throat> I never doubted any of them for a second. Yeah, because there that's the thing. We do these fighting things every year, but nobody's fighting outside of the ring. Like this is, we're not that kind. Of, if you right. started shit outside of the ring, yeah. all the people that listen to the show would be like, "Hey, man, that's not what this thing's about." Like it's really a, a lot of love in the community. And it's a lot of like all different people from all different walks of life that are all, they've all got their own names. They all know each other. They all know each other better than I know them. I see them at barbecues with each other and shit. Wow. It's crazy. <laughs> That's got to feel awesome though. <laughs> you, I love it. That you brought like this group of people together and they, they all like develop friendships and all that kind of stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I do want to fight someday, though. You want to fight? I want to fight. <laughs> I, I've always like wanted to try to get into it, but never have. My grandfather used to train, do boxing training when we were really kids, and he used to make me and my twin brother always fight it out. He'd be like, "Put on the gloves, beat each other up, get over it." That's <laughs> when we were growing up, that's what he always used to do. Typical Mexican grandpa. I know, typical Mexican yeah. grandpa. My, for me, it's always been like the luchador matches down in TJ. Those, oh, are like, those are insane. Those are insane. That's well, insane. if you want to fight Ellis Mania 2020. There you go, Bash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and 
you have there's we'll another podcast that you do the Alice Tronics that with um, Michael Tully who's doing the book. No, no, right? my, no the Alice Tronics was the first podcast that okay. I did. Because I had a radio show, and actually Aubrey Marcus from On It was like, "Why don't you do a podcast?" And I said, "Because I have a radio show." Yeah. He's like, "You should do a podcast." And I'm like, "Why?" He's like, "Because everybody's gonna have one, and you're crazy not to have one yeah. too." And I was like, "Okay." So I started one with Tully, and then studio time it was more uh, efficient if I did it from my house, and he didn't want to go to my house to do it, and I was like, "Maybe we should just split up anyway." Yeah. We already do a radio show together. Because he's so, a co-host on the Jason Atlas show on Sirius. He's one of the co- the ho- other hosts, right? Yeah, yeah, and he's the co-writer of the book. Yeah, and on the High and Dry, there's you do these bonus episodes where you cover the first part of the first book. And that's that's right, leading. Which yeah, is, that's crazy. You brought that up because he played audio from the first book. I guess when I was talking for the first book, I admitted to him in a story. Yeah that I was pretty sure I was gay and he just like breezed past it. And cause he did, <laughs> so did I. And then, he, and then he played the audio on the show last week. Yeah. And I was, like I, it's seriously like, it made me really sad for a second. Cause I didn't, I forgot that. Yeah. But I, when I could hear me saying that I, that was almost 10 years ago. Mm. And I was just dying to tell somebody, you know? Oh God. Yeah. I, I know that feeling. I, I didn't. Yeah. And just to hear that and then think where I am now, I'm like, Man, it's so unnecessary that you carried all that shit. I hate that the when, world, the society has made me feel like I, I mean, the the way I have. Yeah. When was the first time you felt the relief after you coming out about it, about being Howard by Stern about? Show. Yeah. Howard Stern. Yeah. yeah. How was that feeling? Like when you finally like get it off your chest, it must have felt like a giant weight. Yeah, it was actually, I didn't think that would happen. Enough time had gone by and when they did those little interviews before you do the interview i just thought i don't know why but i just thought fuck it i'll just tell them i don't care anymore after the show i felt like physically lighter yeah yeah i remember walking out of that building and going to uh some some place i know in new york city where it's the glory hole places (laughs) (laughs) was it the eagle (laughs) i think i've been there Oh man, so stupid! But I just thought, I thought that'd be a good way to celebrate. You know? Why not? That sounds like the perfect yeah, celebration. Nice. That's it's like having fireworks on the Fourth of July, right? right? Well. You know what? Anytime any guy comes out, they should automatically you get a blowjob. Get a blowjob. Yeah, that so. should be like your your prize. Yeah, that's your reward, right? That's, yeah, you yeah. should get a blowjob. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah, worked out. When you started coming out and exploring the whole gay community, what was one of the biggest misconceptions that you that you faced or that you were like, oh, this is how it works? It totally blew your mind. <clears throat> oh, man, that happened a thousand times. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, when I went, I went to Studs, the theater one time. Oh, Studs and, in L.A., right? Yeah, yeah. I, I go there all the time now. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Studs is a well, that's a bunch of characters that go there. I'm actually unfamiliar. Yeah. What is it? You don't know what Studs is no. in LA? It's a movie theater, but they do like they have one room's like trans um porn. Yeah, the other room's oh, straight. And then okay. the big room's gay. There's another the middle room's gay and the big room's gay. Yeah, and it just brings all walks of life in there. Huh. And it's like just a dark day. Did but they changed it, I thought, uh later on. They like got new management or something and it's brighter or something like that. Or something. 
Shit, right. <laughs> <laughs> How was it going to studs for the first time when you went? It was scary. I was. It was so dark. People come out of nowhere, and and uh, <laughs> it. <laughs> by the time they show up, they're right in front of you. You know. Yeah. Sounds like a like, gay haunted house. Shit. <laughs> gay haunted house. Sounds like a gay haunted house. It's just like come out of the corner. It and is. Boom, I cop. took my wife there. <laughs> oh wow, you did. What did Katie think of it? Well, one time we went one time and it was, it was still when it was darker. So when you the, the thing is, if you go in the daytime, right when you walk into the the movie theater, that's so dark that it takes like five minutes for your eyes to change before you can actually see the shadows. But before yeah. that, they just are right in front of you. So I took Katie and she was holding onto my hand and we didn't we, you know, obviously not talking. I told her what was potentially going to happen in there. So uh, we go in there and we sit down in seats in the main part of the theater, like next to each other. And straight away, a guy comes over and uh, unzips my pants. And I look at her and I'm like, cool. And she's like, yeah, yeah. And then right as this guy starts blowing me, a person from behind (laughs) puts his dick in between my head and my wife's head and he's kind of jerking it off and it like it like it like it like bonked off the side of my wife's head while I was looking at her. <laughs> I would have started had, busting up. She had the craziest oh my god face and I was like <laughs> trying not to laugh like it was just like a oh funniest god. thing I've ever seen. And then you know obviously we get out of there and she's like oh my god I'm like I told you they're crazy in there <laughs> I would have bust up. If that would have happened, I would have just started laughing. I wouldn't have baby anybody to keep it in. Oh, my God. We tried to go back there with a – she put a fake one in her pants. Oh, shut up for real? Yeah. But they they knew. Oh, Uh, they did? What happened once they found out? Was nobody into it? That They were just like, no. They they backed off. Ah, that sucks. (laughs) There is a a really funny part of the book that I found hilarious is when you first started exploring your bisexuality and guys would, gay guys would come over and give you a blowjob and Katie would hide in the, in the cage (laughs) and watch. The way it's written in the book is hilarious. Well, it's once again, it's this thing, you know, that app and I go, some guy came over and he like, got on his knees and blew me in front of the door and did a really good job and then thanked me <laughs> and just walked out. <laughs> and she said, no way. Yeah. And I said, I swear to God, that's what happened. <laughs> and then we have a, a dog crate. But if you put a blanket over it, you can't see in there, but you can see out of it if you're in there and she's only little. So oh we were God. like, let's just try that for you know one reason that's that's kind of kinky, and the other reason it, she was like, I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, watch this, you know that that would happen, and then I'd shut the door and then get her out, and then the same thing. I'd be like, I can you believe it? She's like, I can't. It's crazy. <laughs> that's funny. Oh <laughs> well, yes. Oh uh, Rob, that's what I'm gonna do to you. I'm putting you in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> you get to watch again, again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! So you you've interviewed a lot of people on your show. Who have been some of the, like the highlights for you? Uh, Ozzy Osbourne, because oh. that's the Prince of Darkness. So God. that must have been amazing. <laughs> yeah. I got to talk to him more than once. Yeah, and just like every now and then, because he's you know he mumbles a lot and stuff. But 
just to know that, you know, he, he enjoyed the conversation for a second. He was like, oh, you're a pretty cool dude. And then, and then I've seen him out somewhere and he fucking recognized me and said hello to me. Wow. Like, oh, that's wow. right. I went. I was backstage with Benji Madden, who is a friend of mine, who's yeah. a proper famous person. And those Ozzy was next to somebody, and like two other guys, and he fucking walked over and walked past Benji and said, "What's up to me?" And I was like, "This is the greatest moment in my life for sure." Oh, that's wow, incredible! That's Look at that. <laughs> but uh, I like Everlast. He's a good guy. Yeah. Who else do I like? Man, Lawrence Fishburne. That oh, was nice. Wow. One. That would have been yeah, really he was cool. like super pumped on my glasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then That's he's trying really to talk cool. to me after the show about movies that I should watch and shit. And I was like, man, this dude's cool as hell. Yeah, I bet. He seems like he'd be like really awesome to hang with. Yeah. Yeah. In the book, the first book, you talk a lot about sobriety and even in this book a lot. Um, when, how did that, like, when was the turning point for that? Or how did you get sober and go through that journey? Uh, well, I'm not sober. I feel like every time, because it's happened several times yeah. where I just, I go, this is too much and I stop. And then when I come back to it, I do a little bit less, but I still do it. Yeah. And at this point, you know, I just, I smoke weed all the time. Oh, so do we. You know, when I did the sobriety thing, you know, I don't do, I don't do hard drugs and I don't black out. And if I did, then I would, you know, and then the next day I'd be like, that's ridiculous. And then I did it again. Well, then I go, you know. I, yeah. I just I do my work. I go to the gym in the morning. I train for two hours. I sprint. If I if I couldn't do my sh my job, then I'd be worried about it. I just I don't know. I got old. You get older. Some people do, and I just don't even have it in me to, you know, just let's pound some shot. Like I'm not doing <laughs> fucking shots. I don't oh, care no. whose birthday it is. No, I'm no. 48. It's yeah. over. You know, like I like a couple of glass of wine, or I'll have a beer on the weekend. Maybe I'll have four fucking beers on the weekend, but I smoke weed all day. I, after that, I have nothing left. I hear you. <laughs> Ever since I got into my 40s, it, it, you kind of hit a point where you're like, no, alcohol. I would, I would rather just I, God, sleep on my couch it. right now. It's, yeah. and that's, that's the nice <laughs> thing about weed, though. Man. Yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> so we do a segment on our show called Stoner TV because we watch the most randomest shit when we get really stoned. Me too. I watch anything. Like what was the last when you were super stoned last? And what 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 was what did you watch? I mean, I watch. I have uh my I have a radio room. This room that you're that I'm in right now, yeah. where I have my own screen, where it plays constant boxing from the '80s and '90s, or <laughs> or uh, group sex porn with tons of black dudes <laughs> rotting each other. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Then, then if I go to the movie channel, that's that's because I won't watch movies in this room. This is my only boxing and porn room. <laughs> <laughs> then, I, then I'll go into the other room where's the movies, and then I'll do all the like I watched Hancock for some weird reason just because it was on there. <laughs> and, and then what? Like uh, I went to when I my wife and I went through Breaking Bad the other day because we never watched it. What did you think? Did God, you like I it? Like <laughs> it was fun. I just don't. I, when everyone jerks off about it, I'm like, "You guys are losers." Yeah, <laughs> it was good. It was good, but it's still a fucking TV show. I know. Yeah, yeah Rob, he was I, obsessed with that. I show. I put off watching that show for like three years after yeah. it was done, just because I was so over everybody. Like, yeah, everybody ruined it. I know. Me. I'm yeah. like. I don't want to be a part of you. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for the Fuck the next episode. I'm not 
Who who haven't you out of like celebrity wise you haven't met or worked with that you want to? Bruce Willis. Mm. I heard he's not a nice guy, but I've always just thought he was so sweet from yeah. all those movies, and 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 I just respect his legend. Yeah, and uh, you know it's funny. I'm probably old school guys like Arnold Schwarzenegger because I know my wife wants to fuck him. We're actually thinking <laughs> about trying to go to the gym more because uh, Mike Catherwood trains at where. Arnold trains as well, and and I think we might go down there and try to get some digits because we think yeah. she can pull it. <laughs> oh my god, that would be amazing! I've I've actually met him a few times. He's a really nice guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you see my wife, you think he'd fuck her? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Mike, Mike, He's hot. We gotta get in it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so what's next for you after the book? Like, what's down the pipe for you? Like, what do you have? I'm actually really sore from training from fights and all the skateboarding stuff i've got yeah. you know all these different injuries and i have to get a knee surgery and i've had stem cells in my my shoulders and my knees and my hip and my ankle i do need to transition so i've actually i've tried stand up a few times but i don't like repeating myself mm-hmm. yeah. so and and a lot of stand up is about repeating yourself and yeah. perfecting the the joke i'm contemplating getting hardcore into that because it is pretty nerve-wracking and there's still like a an adrenaline thing there where especially if you're bad you're just like man i'm i'm about to just do some really ordinary comedy and no one's really gonna laugh this is some you know it's this is high pressure shit so i'm interested in that and i still want to do alice manias i just want to make them maybe a little bit less about me fighting giant people yeah <laughs> and the radio show and the podcast i really like with the book i'm really trying to get out there in the lgbtq community yeah. and i want to and i really just want to help like bi pansexual guys i want to help gay people be more accepted to straight people and vice versa i want everyone to if i could help a little bit because i realize like i said it's not i'm not britney spears man i'm just some <laughs> insignificant shithead but if i can make a, a positive effect in in any way before i die yeah then that's what i you know not get fired from serious so i can keep supporting my family and on the side do that that'll that'll do i'm pretty tapped out i got so, oh that's right i've got a lot of stunts i want to do oh, that's the yeah. only last thing that i want to do like so big I've, stunts uh, like what kind of stunts there's the uh i want to there's uh running through walls of fire there's like a world record of it and i want to run through way more than that or i want to get on a swing on a wrecking ball through a lot of them on fire so it's like you can play Miley then, Cyrus Wrecking Ball while you do it. Yeah. <laughs> the gays will go I'm, crazy I'm, for I already it. already contemplated doing it naked, but they were like, dude, you will be Do it naked! <laughs> <laughs> but then there's uh, jumping off my friend's truck, doing a truck jump. Like, he does, like, a 60-foot jump, and I'm on the back of my skateboard, and then I jump off the, tra- off the truck and land on a ramp next to the truck on my skateboard and ride away. Oh, uh, oh my God. That scares me. Just listen Shit. Yeah. But I've oh got the background God. to be able to make that. And then the other one I've always wanted to do is I want to be a magician. And if you don't know, like I have a wig on or something, I'm just a magician. And I'm t- I'm strapped to this thing and i got to get out before the snakes get released and dropped on me. Uh-huh. And things go wrong and the snakes get dropped on me. And my friend has snakes where they just start biting you. Oh. It's pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty horrific. But for the for the entertainment factor... You know what I mean? If I was just like a bunch of snakes that were biting me, I was like, ah! ah. And I was like, get the fucking magician out! <laughs> oh 
like <laughs> fuck that's like intense stunts i was like oh you can just like jump off a building no he's like bury me in snakes <laughs> that's awesome though i wonder it's if jason worth it. if it's worth yeah. it if it's gonna be for the entertainment factor and i, I mean i just always thought i just see these things in my head and i go man if you did that that would be so awesome and then that's it i just can't yeah. stop what about, about um taint stick are you guys still doing taint stick <laughs> Well, the band the band broke up due to uh, people got serious about it. Oh, so really? There was like little arguments, and I was like, "This is crazy, guys!" Like, we made the band. I made up the band because I I was a DJ on a on a radio station that was playing such shit music that I said I could make a band that's better than these assholes, and I did. <laughs> and and then hilarious. that should be the end of the joke, yeah. but because it got we were on the Billboard charts and. The drummer yeah. just got really up himself, and I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to. Every day I'm around this person, it's annoying to me, and I don't really care about being a successful musician. I never really did, right? So I'm just, I'm out. And then Tully and I actually started talking because we got this new book. I wasn't I'm not supposed to really tell anybody, but we're starting a new band and we're recording two songs. And I already got the bass player from Aussie, this dude named Blasco, who's a wow. friend of mine. He's in the band. So we're oh good. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Because huh. I do like <laughs> Apple Juice. That's my favorite song off of their album, And Balls. <laughs> it's so good. And Balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can listen to it on Spotify. They have the whole album on Spotify. They yeah. do? Yeah, they do. <laughs> it's on one of my playlists. It's on my workout playlist. That sounds so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's like, you remember Tenacious D when they first came out? Yeah. That's kind of like what it was. It's like a joke band. You guys didn't take yourself seriously. And the lyrics are hilarious. And it's like yeah, all this like metal, metal, like metal head music. But except for Apple Juice is very um, Blink-182. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that was the point. Yeah, yeah I I enjoy it. I was like, yeah, this is my workout music. Yeah, I, I started talking like... Tom DeLong. It's like, hey man, let's get some burgers. Yeah. <laughs> and the video is super funny. You in the blonde wig in the video. Yeah, Skate, everybody, everybody in the skating. band thought it was super funny that I did that. So then I was like, I wonder if I could sing a whole song in that guy. And you did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's super exciting. So you're going to put out more music. That's awesome. It's, yeah. Just two songs. <laughs> two songs. <laughs> that's really, really cool. But the book, yes, everybody needs to check out the book. The book is really good. I really enjoyed it when I read it. It was wild. Thanks. Done. Yeah. And it's a quick read, too. And it, it moves fast. It keeps you entertained. It's really good. When good. does it officially come out? Uh, December 10th. Oh, okay. Yeah. Everybody go pre-order it. Pre-order it. It's, it's really in, good. It's two days. Yeah, two days. Yeah, some, people, <laughs> some people already have it. I don't know how that worked, but I'm already getting DMs on Instagram of, yes, I've got the book. It's awesome. And I'm like, how the fuck did you do that? <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. Uh, and the book, for anybody who wants to look it up, it's still awesome. The Trials and Tribulations of an Egomaniac. Egotistical maniac. Egotistical maniac, which sounds like Bash's title for a book. Yeah, I was going to say that's probably the book title I would run with if had I wrote one. So thanks for taking that. Oh, <laughs> I have another question for you. Since you do, you're in the fighting world and skateboard world, how do you deal with all the injuries? Like, how does your body still yeah. get up in the morning? I and... turned 32 and shit's already shutting down left and right. I don't even know how <laughs> you like, can do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like how does that? Like how do you get through the day? 
I, I feel like I'm just used to it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've always I've always been sore since I was 15. I've always done some sort of activity that ends up me like hitting the ground really hard. And now it's I'm just sore from all the old injuries and from doing a lot of boxing. So I stretch a lot. I have an ice I have an ice plunge in my garage. So I Oh, you do? Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I do a lot of stuff to like stay together. I told you I do all the stem cell shit. I went yeah. to Columbia and got like a bunch of stem cells injected into me. So there's, I do that. I do acupuncture. I do, sure. you know, I got all these weird little stretches and massage <laughs> balls and freaking. I'm on the ground all the time, rolling around on them, trying to put my back back in line because it always comes out. Oh. You know, shoulders are aching. It's just, but to me, it's I don't know. I wouldn't want it any other way. I, yeah. I like. You know, I mean, I'm a. It's cheesy, but I'm a warrior. You know, I wake up and I'm like, God damn, man, my leg is killing me. I, I, sometimes it's in a, it's because I actually did something really cool. Sometimes I wake up and my back sore because I slept wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, just, that's just the game these days. But yeah. it's still the same mindset. I wake up and I'm like, my back's hurt. I'm like, well, so fucking what? Like, I'm going to the gym. And I'll get, I'll go in the ice bath and it'll, it'll work out. I'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Tony, I'll meet you here every day at 4.30 so you can beat the shit out of me. Okay. And That's a plan. Uh, I'm going to do it. I'm ready. Prove my health. <laughs> prove your health. <laughs> so I think, I think you're a great voice for guys that may be exploring their sexuality, especially maybe scared coming out as bi or even curious. Like what kind of message would you give to them like somebody because i know our audience is very young and there may be kids listening to us who aren't sure and just don't know like who they are what like their path yet with their sexuality what kind of advice would you give them uh i mean i would say if you are thinking about it it's because you're probably interested in it and you know start off small but i would just not hide from my potential if this if you are by and you don't try like all the thing the things that I've only just started to do because I've come out and I have a partner. So if I didn't have her, I would just be out and I would be doing the things that I want to do. And since I've started to do that, there's things that have happened to me physically that are not a possibility if you're just hanging out with girls. I don't know how else. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. There's, yep, things, yep. there's things I've done recently where I'm like, oh my God, if I had missed out completely and died before that. Like what? I'm curious. I mean, being bottoming with the right person, I, yep. once I figured out how to take that in the first place, because I was like, don't even put your finger in there, and now I can do that. I never, I didn't know you could, I didn't know you could feel like that. I mean, there's orgasms you can have that you don't use your penis. Oh. What's up with that? Yeah, but we talked about it, like how straight guys are missing out. They are <laughs> missing there's a the whole nother world when it yeah, comes and you to don't have to. Do, the other thing is you don't have to, like you can get your girlfriend to use a strap-on or a dildo. Like you don't have to. It's just yeah. like a thing that guys won't even discuss because they think that they'll get the gay by doing it or something. It's like you guys are, <laughs> you, you don't have get no the gay. idea what you're missing out on. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> What's left that you haven't tried that you're super curious about and you want to? I want to do uh, group things. I want to be filled by you know, all holes. 
Okay. That's hot. Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't done that because I'm just usually like the. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that from experience. It's Go a lot of fun. It. Go do it. It looks. It looks like it. I've seen those videos. They look like they're having a good time. <laughs> I mean, Mexican Eric just Ubered straight here from a situation like that. So he did. He's, uh, he literally he did. Yes, yeah. he did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's, a, that's every weekend. <laughs> every weekend for him. <laughs> that's why we call him Lazy Susan. Everybody gets a turn. Just spin, spin around. around. <laughs> oh, wow. It's all research for the podcast. It it's is. all research right. for the podcast. Market research. Yes. Lots of it. Someone else oh, it. Sounds like it. <laughs> Yeah. So everybody, yeah, I'm so happy we got to talk to you. We you were able to call in. It's been a blast. Yeah, I, yeah. I like these interviews. No one, no yeah. one ever talks to me about stuff like this. So I, uh, I like. Yeah. It. yeah, and you're. Yeah, we're a gay podcast. So that's all we talk about. Yeah, this, this is Robbie again. Yeah. Anytime you have any stories, just give us a call and we'll put you on. I know. Seriously, yeah, you can make it like a like a five to ten minute interlude. I know. We because most of the time we chat about everything and nothing's off limits with our show and most of it's a lot of gay sex and our other co-host we have another co-host who's a straight girl um and we have a thing where we do the gay occasion of megan because she just can't remember anything as far as the gay community <laughs> so we have to quiz her like what's the bottom what's like how do you take it in the ass <laughs> oh, how do you wow. prepare and she she has no idea <laughs> and it's like so funny so yeah we literally talk about everything on the shows so. i like that yeah I do and, that and how me. do how do people find you on insta and all that oh, kind of stuff wolfmate on instagram or ellis mate on twitter uh, website is the real jason ellis and the book is jason that's where you get it yeah perfect and the book comes out december 10th right yeah a couple yep. days from now everybody go order it and go listen to high and dry it's a great podcast i'm a huge fan of that show um and follow jason he it's yeah Good luck with everything. I love the show. You have everything shit ton going on. on. I know. You seem so busy. Like, <laughs> I don't have time. With a yeah, yeah, book, a radio show. soccer games in Disneyland. It's a fun time. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> but thank you so much, Jason, for calling in and chatting with hey, us. Thanks you for really having me, guys. It. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank thank you. you. Take it easy. Bye. Take See it ya. easy. Bye. <laughs> Yeah. That was a really fun interview. What'd you guys think of Jason Ellis? It was. He's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I was so happy we got to talk to him. Yeah, I feel like he's lived like nine lives. I know. And he's gonna have another nine lives, and just it's it's it was really fascinating. Yeah, and I find that like he's such a sweet guy, but he's also so tough. Like yeah. the dichotomy of the two are just really cool. Ooh, yeah, dichotomy. Dichotomy. <laughs> I love big words. Yeah, Megan had to leave us, so she couldn't stick around for the interview. But um, she'll be back next week. I had I had I was aware of him before we had him on the show, but now like talking to him, I'm like, oh, bigger fan, bigger fan. Yeah. And I love his message about just you don't hear a lot of older men coming out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it usually happens younger in life. So it's interesting to hear his point of view of coming out later in life. And his book really covers a lot of that, which I think is gonna resonate with a lot of a lot of probably straight bi guys who are curious about it. So I think that's awesome. So how do people find you, Bashy? I'm at name underscore Bash. And Mexican Eric. I am at Mexi.Eric on Instagram. And you can follow Miss Mariam T at the Mariam T on Instagram. And you can follow me at Tony underscore Bologna underscore Macaroni. You can follow the podcast at Who Invited Her underscore podcast on Instagram and Who Invited Her SD on Twitter and Facebook. You can always email us at the gang at whoinvitedher.net. We love hearing from you guys. 
Um, and everybody, go check out Jason Ellis's podcast, High and Dry. Or if you have Sirius XM, check out his show, The Jason Ellis Show, and his new book, December 10th. It's coming out, still awesome. The Trials and Tribulations of an Egotistical Maniac. Um, and it's a good book. I really did read it, like the, the whole thing, and it's actually a good read. And he, and he has a great story. Like he's his life is so interesting. I got it handy. I'm next to, <laughs> I'm next to read it. Yep, there you go. Um, and how does everybody find you, Robbie? Do they find you? Well, <laughs> if you if you want to wait in anticipation for my next post, you can go to Instagram. He <laughs> <laughs> posts once a century. And add R-O-R-Y-C-O. I, I know, I think I posted once this year and then yeah. last Christmas. Yeah, that was it. That was <laughs> it. Wow, Rob. It's like one of those fucking corpse flowers in the botanical <laughs> garden that just blooms every once 10 years. Once a year, 10 years. <laughs> yeah. And so, releases its shit smell and then goes back into hibernation. Yep, that's Rob. He releases his shit. <laughs> smell once a year <laughs> just just not on the futon or whatever no, 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 no. <laughs> full circle i love oh, that God. <laughs> so today we are actually going to leave you with jason alice's older band um taint stick this is their song apple juice i really like this song it reminds me of it's total like Blink 182. That's that. Yeah, the SoCal sound. <laughs> Remember that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys, you will see next week. Um, next week we have Eric Benson coming on, local artist, San Diego artist, and then Christmas, and then we're in Al- we're in London. Bye. Bye, you Bye, guys. guys. Bye. See you next week. Bye.